This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. There is nothing that can be more important a part of daily Christian activity than a life of serious worship, prayer, and devotion. In his powerful two-day teaching entitled, A Christian's Stronger Life of Prayer and Devotion, Pastor Ray warns of how easily these might simply become habit, or we begin to take these important life-changing practices for granted. Prayer, worship, and devotion are weapons of warfare that are extremely powerful and will quickly change the course of a battle. Pastor warns, however, that when these become work instead of godly relationships, the one praying can no longer effectively and successfully use them against the schemes, tricks, and devices of the enemy. So Pastor seriously asks, is it any wonder Satan wants to distract you from using them? Let's now hear further what Pastor has to say about this powerful lifestyle. Let's open our Bibles to the book of James chapter 5. I want to talk to you tonight just a little bit about developing a strong prayer and devotional life. A strong prayer and devotional life. One of the things that we need to come to understand in our lives, and if we're not careful as believers, we could um, take this for granted, or, or not take it for granted, but um, this, this, uh, this, uh, this prayer, prayer, that, that we know is so powerful. If we're not careful, we can just become so used to praying that we forget the power that is available through our prayers. There's not a situation in this room. There's not a trouble. There's not a problem. There's not a situation, trap, trick of the enemy that you're stuck in that cannot be worked out not, not only worked out, but reversed, broken, changed, totally eradicated. There's not a situation like that, that none of the, with prayer. Prayer has the ability to take care of anything and everything in our lives. But if we're not careful as believers, because one of the things that I found in my life that the, the one one of the things, there's many things, but one of the things the enemy loves to try to distract me from is my prayer time. Isn't it amazing how the day comes and goes and you get to the end of the day and you realize, man, I didn't really have any serious prayer time today. And then if you're not careful, one day goes to two, goes to three, goes to four, goes to five, and, and all of a sudden you find yourself really lacking in the area of prayer. How many people are going to be honest tonight and say, amen, that would be me? See. It is an area of, of serious attack in, in our lives. And, and, you know, our lives get so busy and our lives get confusing. And, you know, we've got all kinds of responsibilities. And you see, the reason why I believe that the enemy will throw things our way, and it's not always the enemy. Sometimes it's just us because we just don't have discipline in our lives. Um, 
you know, the, the sad thing about it is that there, there are things that could be changed because prayer is powerful. Prayer has the ability to, I like to say this, prayer changes things. Everybody say that with me. Prayer changes things. Often people come to me looking for counsel, and, and that's great, and that's what I'm here to do to help people the best way that I can. But often there are things that no human wisdom can, can give you an answer for. Sometimes there's no human strength that can change something. Sometimes there's no human ability that can help you. It's not human, um, you know, human interaction that you need. What you need is you need divine interaction. And the way you get that divine inter interaction is when you enter into prayer before the Father. And prayer, you know, there are many types of prayer, and we're not going to talk about all the different types of prayer tonight. Maybe we will do that. But, but prayer, in one sense, is a warfare that you enter into. I love when we were watching the, that, that movie, War Room, you know. I mean, that's what it's like. I mean, that's what prayer can do. When, when you grab hold of how powerful uh, prayers are, how powerful, how, how you know, we're not, we're not just, you know, like a cork on the sea just getting tossed every which way. We have some authority in this life. We have, we have the ability through prayer to change things. And sometimes things don't change quickly or radically. But, you know, you stay at it with prayer. You just stay at it in your prayer time. And you just keep those things up before the Lord. Or, Lord, and you keep praying about those situations and those people and whatever it be. And little by little by little, you're going to begin to see things change in your life. You know, um, Everything that, you know, I think back over the years and many of the hurdles, and you've heard me talk about them that we went through in this church. We didn't know what to do, but we could pray. We knew to pray. And all we did is gather together and say, God, we're in a mess. We're in a pickle. We don't know what to do. But you know what to do. You know how to get us out of this. So we gave our hearts to just praying before the Father. Some, you know, sometimes for extended periods of time, sometimes shorter. But we just lifted up prayer. And little by little, we began to see things really change. Not only change, but move in so, uh, such a great direction. And the rest is history, you see. And that all comes from prayer. Things, see, there are going to be things in your life that are not just going to happen. Just because you know God and you love God. It's, it's a, there are things that are going to happen that are going to happen on purpose when you purpose in your heart and your life to pray it through to the other end. Amen. And one of the things that, I'm, one of the things that I, I think we're lacking in, our, in, in the body of Christ today is that we don't know how to pray things through. We don't know how to stay in and on prayer until we see the manifestation of the things that we need done or are seeking God for. And in a sense, it does become a warfare. Prayer is a warfare. And uh, so we need to see how important it is. So let's look at James because the book of James gives us something here. And he says, verse 13, he says, If any among you, uh, is any among you suffering? Uh, did I give you chapter 5? I'm sorry, chapter 5, verse 13. I'm running ahead of myself. Now, I get so excited about the Word of God, I just want to get it all out in one shot. You know, it just <laughs> doesn't matter where I am, just listen. All right. James chapter 5, verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Now, why would the Bible tell you pray if you're suffering? Why would it tell you to pray? Because through prayer, your suffering can be undone. Your suffering can be reversed. Your suffering can be turned to victory because suffering is not from God. So he says, if you're under attack, if you're going through a season, if you're going through a difficulty, if you're going through a challenge, this is not the time to fall apart. This is the time to pick up your prayer life. 
saying, this is not the time to get an attitude. This is not a time to be angry at the world and the church and God and everybody. This is the time for you to pray because prayer is going to give you the breakthrough. It's going to reverse and break the chains of that suffering and bring you peace and joy and whatever it is uh, that you're suffering from will come to an end because you gave your heart to prayer. Everybody say pray. 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 And if you are suffering, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. And, you know, that's a whole other aspect. You know, you know, we ought to learn to have worship in our life. Not only when we come to church, but we ought to be worshiping every day. Sing songs unto the Lord. Lift up your voice to God. As a matter of fact, when you're going through a difficult time, pray and worship at home. Add some worship. We'll talk about that because I'm going to give you some steps here, some things. But we ought to include worship ought to be an integral part of our life and our devotion time before the Lord. See, see. So, so he says, pray. If you're having a hard time, pray. If you're not having a hard time, then be cheerful. Sing a psalm unto the Lord. All right? And he says, is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him. See, he's talking about prayer again. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And he says, and the prayer, everybody say prayer. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. When he has committed any sins, he will be forgiven. So prayer can bring healing. Prayer can bring deliverance. Prayer can bring breakthrough. Prayer can restore your marriage. Prayer can uh, turn your kids away from going down the wrong pathway. Uh, you know, uh, prayer can uh, bring them home, you know. Prayer can, can just change whatever situation that you're facing in your life. Prayer has the ability to change it. Now, I know many of you sitting here saying, Pastor, I know that. I know that. I know that. Well, let me ask you a question. If you know that, why aren't things changing in your life? Well, maybe because maybe, may just maybe you need to be reminded of how powerful prayer is because maybe some of your prayers are lacking faith. Are you praying in faith when you're praying? Are you praying according to the way Jesus taught us to pray? He says, when you pray for the desires of your heart, believe that you have received them and you will have them. So, so don't just shut me down because we understand how powerful prayer is. No, prayer needs to be prayed in the spirit of faith, with faith. So he says here, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. Again, he says pray. Look at, look at how many times he mentions pray, 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 pray. In other words, what I get out of this verse is no matter what situation you're in, pray. Prayer ought to be a big part of your everyday life and existence. And you should never wane. You should never back up from your prayer life. As a matter of fact, our prayer lives ought to intensify. Our prayer lives ought to become more vigorous. Our warfare in the spirit ought to become even mightier and stronger as we war and we pray and we tear down what the Bible calls principalities and powers of darkness. But how many of us are praying uh, those kinds of prayers with faith, expecting that things are going to change? If you're praying... You know, like most people, you pray like a, a hoping and a praying kind of prayer. Well, if you're a hoping and a praying, you might as well forget about it because nothing's going to happen. You better pray with authority. You better pray like the sons and daughters of the living God. 
You better pray in a way that you know that your prayers are ascending to heaven. You better pray. You better come into the presence of God, knowing that God hears the cry of every one of his saints, every one of his children, and he has an answer that he will bring speedily to those who pray to him in faith. There is nothing hopeless in our lives. There is nothing that cannot be reversed. There's nothing that can't be changed. There's no situation that we would ever face that we have to become victims of. Prayer has the power to change things, everything, and anything can be changed through the heartfelt prayer of God's people. It's amazing to me you call a movie night and the house of God will be packed. You call a prayer night and just a few people come. That tells me something. It tells me that God's saints aren't as passionate about prayer as they are about their own, you know, flesh and the things that bring them pleasure. Because to pray takes some time. To pray takes some discipline. To pray takes some pushing through sometimes. The sleepiness, the weariness. One of the things that I found in my own prayer life is that often I've got to push through the first five or ten minutes of distraction or sleepiness because it's, it's like you've got to get into a mode of prayer. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And it's those first five or ten minutes of, of prayer. I'm talking about when you're going to get into an extended time of prayer and everybody ought to be practicing extended times of prayer, not the prayer like, thank you, Lord, bless the day, thank you very much, and walk out the door, and that's it, I prayed today. I'm talking about extended times of prayer where you're lifting up your requests, where you're lifting up your needs, where you're lifting up praise and thanksgiving to the Father, where you're just thanking Him for the prayers that you've already prayed, believing that you have received them until they show up and manifest in your life. He says here, and the prayer of faith will say the sick verse, uh, uh, seven, 16 again, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And listen to the second part of verse 16 because that's where I wanted to end up tonight. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The heartfelt, effective, continued prayer, everybody say continued prayer, avails much or makes a lot of things happen or available to you or causes a lot of things to change. The effective, fervent, that means fervent, that means my heart is in it. I'm not just praying prayers on the fly. I mean, I'm taking time to say, God, I recognize that only you can handle this situation. Oh, I, I want you involved in my life. I beseech you. I come before you according to your word. I lift up these prayers of petition. I lift up these prayers of request. I thank you, Lord. I need your involvement. I do it according to your word in the name of Jesus. I've got the authority of God's... Come on, are you with me? I've got the authority of God's Word. It's fervent. It's like you, you're praying like you know that something's going to happen. As a matter of fact, your prayer life ought to scare you a little bit because you know when you get to praying, something's going to happen. You see... People ought to be afraid of you because you say, you say, I'm going to pray about that. Well, wait a minute now. You better make sure that you're praying right because I know God answers your prayers. That's the kind of prayer life we ought to have. We go in expecting exactly what we're lifting up to the Lord in prayer is going to manifest, is going to come. 
the, the effective, the effectual or effective heartfelt prayer of a righteous man avails much. So God is telling us that when we become, when we become effective in our prayer life, when, when we put our whole heart into when we when we're fervent with our prayer life, he says that it's going gonna, it's gonna to avail much. So the question I have here tonight, how many of us have been really fervent in our prayer life? Now, you don't have to raise your hand. Don't worry about it. Some of you probably are, but some of you probably are not. So we've got to put fervency into our prayer life because he says the effective, fervent prayer of, of, of a righteous man. Someone say, well, right there, I'm disqualified because I'm not righteous. Well, you don't understand your position in Christ. Because I've heard people say that, well, I don't feel like my prayers are going to get answered because I'm not righteous. You are righteous. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you, are, you may not be acting righteously, but you are righteous because the Bible says that you have become or been made the righteousness of Christ. Or your righteousness has been imputed to you through Christ Jesus, you see. So, so the minute you accept Christ, you become righteous. So listen, when you go before the Lord, you are already, even if you're not acting righteously or living righteously, you, you are righteous. Hopefully in that prayer time, you're going to come to understand, maybe you've got to change some things. Amen. But you've got to start acting and, and getting up to what you are or what you've been made by, by God through Jesus Christ, you've got to start living up to who you already are in Christ. Righteous. But don't let that cause you not to go into your prayer closet or into your prayer time. Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ. You're not perfect. You make mistakes. But you know that you have forgiveness. You go before God because the enemy would love to use that in the lives of people to hold you back from your fervent and effectual prayer. Tried to tell you, God's not going to listen to you. You're not, you, you better, you're not, you can't, you can't pray. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And yes, you should. You'll see how things begin to reverse and change in your own personal life when you give, your, you give yourself over to prayer. All right. So let's just go over a couple of things tonight as uh, we, uh, we talk about this. So how are we going to develop a strong prayer? And how many of you would agree with me that a strong prayer and devotional life is of utmost importance to the believer. How many of you want a stronger, more devoted prayer life? All right. All right. I think we all need to raise our hand on that. No matter how wonderful we think, we all can get to a greater place and a greater dimension in our prayer life. All right. So uh, the very first thing we want to talk about is this, um, just some key points and some practical help here in developing a, a strong devotional life. Number one, discipline. Everybody say discipline. As I just mentioned before, you're going to have to discipline yourself. You remember when Jesus, um, just before the crucifixion and the events leading up to the crucifixion, uh, he took his disciples out into the garden and he said, you stay here for a little bit. I'm just going to go ahead of you and I'm going to pray. You stay here and pray. He came back and he found them asleep. How many of you, how many, how many of you does Jesus find asleep <laughs> when you start out to pray? All right, be honest. It's okay. All right, it's all right. It's happened to me too, right? I've, I've done that, started out praying. Next thing I know, I woke up, it was morning. All right. So I understand, I get it. You know, we all, we all, we're humans and we all have that problem. But look at what Jesus came back and found them asleep. And he rebuked them and he said, could you not tarry with me just one hour? Let me, can I just elaborate on that? It's like, hey guys, you got the whole night to sleep. Couldn't you just discipline yourself to pray with me? during this hour of trial and testing in my own life, 
Couldn't you just like get it together? Everybody say get it together. Couldn't you just get it together just for this one hour and pray with me? So you see, Jesus was basically telling me, couldn't you just discipline yourself for this period of time so that you could spend this time in prayer? Odd speaks volumes to me. Very first thing we need to learn about, about prayer is it's going to take some discipline. Everybody understands it's going to take some discipline. Why is everyone like, you know, it's going to take discipline. In other words, the flesh doesn't want to go into prayer. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but many times I'm in, and I'm just being honest. I'm the pastor, but can I be honest? I'm not as spiritual as some of you. I know you just float into your prayer time, and you're in the heavenlies, and do, 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 do. But anyway, man, at times I get into prayer, I'm thinking about my grocery list. I'm thinking about, you know, things I got to do. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I the only one? No, we, we all see. But, but the Bible, but Jesus, he, he told me, he said, could you not tarry with me for one hour? Could you not discipline yourself enough to just spend one hour with me in prayer? And I believe that word resonates uh, or ought to resonate in every one of our hearts because uh, the same question, could we not, can we not carve out a portion of time? It may not be an hour every day, but could we not carve out a portion of time that we dedicate and devote to just prayer and quiet time before the Lord? It's going to take discipline. Amen. It's going to take discipline. And you know, the, the great thing about, let me, let me tell you something, the great thing about habits, I learned something, I learned this a long time ago. Someone once said this, and I believe it's true because I've seen it in my own life. It takes 21 days to break a bad habit and to start a new one. So when you do something consistently or stop doing something consistently and start doing something else in its place for 21, three weeks, 21 cons consistent days, that, that becomes the new habit in your life. So if we could push through and just create a new habit and make prayer part of our daily routine, um, we'll, it'll, it'll just become second nature to us. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Right? Now, don't anybody get under guilt and condemnation because that's not of God and that's not what we're trying to do here. We're just trying to learn some things and highlight. So is everybody all right? You're all looking at me like funny, like, you know, we're just trying to get some principles down here. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is that it does take discipline. And we all have a hard time with it. And we all lack in our prayer life from time to time. So we're all guilty of it. But isn't it great that God still loves us? Yes. Isn't it great that he's still going to answer our prayers? Yes. And isn't it great that every time we go back to the prayer, to, to prayer, to the prayer closet, that God is there waiting for us, ready to hear our prayer, willing to answer because we serve the God of great mercy and love. Come on. Right? So let's not get under condemnation. Let's just be reminded that prayer does take discipline. All right. So number two, and, and you know, I, I was kind of stirred up by this because of this movie that we saw. I thought that was such a powerful, I mean, how many of you were here when we saw War Room or you saw War Room? Oh, actually, but that really, that really stirred me up. Did it stir anybody up? Did it just stir you up for the night and then you went home and went right back into your bad habits? Oh, it had an effect on me because I thought it was such a powerful movie and it, it just, it, it, it was so well done and the, the, the whole essence and, and the whole meaning of it was so true and it was so powerful. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray.
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.